Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Welcome to Nature Folk with Selena Fox, brought to us every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Pegasus Tonight Radio Network. Nature Folk with Selena Fox is a production of Circle Sanctuary's radio ministry program. And Selena. Tonight we share impressions, experiences, perspectives of the Parliament of the World's Religions 2018 that was held in Toronto, Ontario, Canada from November 1st through 7th. This is Selena Fox and I, along with others from the Circle Sanctuary community, were part of our delegation this year. And tonight we'll have a chance to hear from some of our delegates about their impressions of this parliament, their experiences, and we'll also have a chance to take a look at the impact of this parliament on interfaith relations for pagans, as well as the larger community of humankind on this earth and beyond. The Parliament of the World's Religions had its start in Chicago in 1893. It is said to be the oldest, largest, and most diverse of the interfaith conferences in contemporary times. After the first Parliament of the World's Religions in Chicago, which was also part of the Columbian Exposition, a hundred years passed and it reemerged. Some of the descendants of people who were involved with putting on the first Parliament decided it was time to have the Parliament reemerge. And so in Chicago in 1993, the Parliament of the World's Religions reemerged, and since that time, there have been several others. In 1999, it was held in Cape Town, South Africa. In 2004, in Barcelona, Spain. In 2009, in Melbourne, Australia. In 2015, in Salt Lake City, Utah, USA, bringing us to the most recent parliament held in Toronto. Circle Sanctuary has been involved with the Parliament of the World's Religions since its centennial reemergence in Chicago in 1993. I was among those who were part of the Circle Sanctuary delegation back then, 
there were some other pagan organizations that also were part of that parliament. Circle Sanctuary has been involved in the parliament since 1993, and some of those in this year's delegation have been at multiple parliaments. At the Toronto Parliament, Circle Sanctuary and its representatives took part and contributed in a variety of activities. Some of these included the pre-Parliament event held on Samhain night in Toronto. There was a witch walk from Wonderworks, a metaphysical store and pagan shop in downtown Toronto. Folks gathered there and walked in procession to Trinity Labyrinth, also in downtown Toronto. And there we gathered for ritual. I was among those who helped with this ritual that converged pagans from many places and many traditions to celebrate harmony and Samhain on this eve of the parliament. Circle Sanctuary's presenters and presentations included Wicca as a Global Religion, Entering the Next Generation, a panel with a report on the Global Wicca Summit. I was among the panelists, and this panel was organized by Reverend Don Lewis, the first priest and chancellor of the Karelian nativist tradition, and others, including Belladonna Laveau, Archpriestess of the Aquarian Tabernacle Church, were on this panel. It was well attended. The following day, on Saturday, November 3rd, I did a presentation, Croning Wisdom, Women's Rites of Passage into Senior Years. The room was packed. It was part of the Women's Dignity Programming Track. Later that day was eco-psychological and eco-spiritual perspectives on the human relationship with nature, ways to increase climate change awareness. And this presentation, which tied into the climate action theme, one of the themes of this Toronto Parliament, was done by my husband and partner, Dr. Dennis Carpenter, and myself, and we had people from a variety of different traditions taking part in this. On Sunday, November 4th, we had priestesses reconvening, remembering, and rejoicing. There were priestesses from a number of traditions. This panel was a follow-up panel to the one that was held at the Parliament in Salt Lake City, Utah in 2015, and I was one of the priestesses that uh, took part in that panel. Circle Sanctuary's delegation as a whole 
and individually took part in Circle for Planet Earth. This was held in the Pagan Faith space on that Sunday afternoon, and each of us in the Circle Sanctuary delegation contributed to this ritual, which was attended by not only pagans, but people of many different religions. The room also was packed for that one. The following day, Monday, November 5th, in the early morning time, I did a bright Bridget meditation talking about the Celtic goddess Bridget and guiding meditation in a ceremony, also in the pagan space. And later that day, at midday, Spirit Soaring, a women's art salon, I joined with women of many countries and many religions in taking part in this exhibition of women's art. We each contributed a piece of art to this salon and had some time to talk about it. Also, on that Monday, social justice activist and Circle Sanctuary Minister in Training, Jake Bradley, presented a workshop, How to Lead Others in Social Justice Action. This is part of the justice track at the parliament. And then on Tuesday, in the middle of the day, on the festival stage in the exhibit hall area, was a bardic sharing of stories and songs by pagans from many different traditions. I shared a story from the past in Canada, um, an interfaith gathering I had taken part in 30 years previous and, and guided a dark moon, new moon chant. And our sharing culminated with some of us from the Circle Sanctuary delegation all being on stage and guiding a chant. Also on Tuesday was Gender Spectrum Competence Best Practices for Welcoming Transgender, Intersex, and Gender Nonconforming People. Jake and Nate, who are also part of Elements Consulting as well as connected with Circle Sanctuary, are the presenters there. And there was a training workshop. And then, also on that day, Women and Gender Fairness, Circle Sanctuary Minister Jerry Hildebrand, who's also an ambassador at this year's parliament, was part of a roundtable with people of many paths. And this was sponsored by the Association of Global New Thought. In addition to these presentations, that one or more of us contributed to, Circle Sanctuary delegates helped with several other things, including the pagan faith space that was on the 200-level floor, and it was a booth um, which had literature not only from us but other pagan traditions. And there was also a pagan meet-and-greet 
Hagen booth up on the 600 level place, and there was a safe space where rituals and meditations and other gatherings were held. Uh, so Circle Sanctuary was very involved in a variety of different programming, not only directly pagan-oriented, but um, part of the various themes of this year's Parliament. So with this overview, we now will have an opportunity for each of us that are part of this special podcast that is joining together the Nature Folk Hour with the Circle Talk Hour to share some of our experiences. Uh, One of the people in our delegation that assisted with our various program activities is Eldridge. And I invite Eldridge to um, say hello and to give us a focus question that we all will be responding to. Hi, Eldridge. Hello, Selena. It's great to hear from you. It's uh, taken us all, I think, a while to uh, get settled back in after Parliament. I mean, being together for a week-long conference with 8,000 people, uh, over 100 keynotes, uh, 200 different spiritual traditions, and a thousand different sessions and programs was just incredible. So it's hard for us to cover everything in this time, but we do have a focus question. And I wanted uh, to, in turn, ask each of us to talk about uh, a very simple question. What was this parliament like for you this year? And if folks could just speak for a couple minutes and then uh, pass the baton. We'll start with Selena, move to Dennis, and then Janice. Uh, Selena, what was Parliament like for you this year? It was a very powerful and wonderful experience. I've been involved with all of the parliaments in some fashion since the centennial reemergence. This Parliament brought together even more pagan diversity and representatives from a variety of different pagan groups. So I'm very thankful for such a diverse pagan presence that was there. It also brought together spiritual leaders and presenters from many different countries, from many different walks of life, and I found being able to have one-on-one connections with a variety of individuals was really important. I also found it very powerful to be with thousands of people who have at the core of their spiritual path, and there is a diverse First range of spiritual paths, but at the core, love, inclusion, peacemaking, working for a sustainable planet. I am continuing to reflect, integrate, and process my experiences with this parliament, not only in my waking life, 
in my journaling, in my meditations, but I've continued to be dreaming the parliament and making sense and getting inspiration from the different experiences that I had, Uh, experiences on my own with others, experiences with the Circle Sanctuary delegation, experiences with the land, the experiences with that whole community that's known as the Parliament of the World's Religions. Some of the most remarkable encounters that I have were quite diverse. I was able to connect with Karen Armstrong, founder of the Charter for Compassion, a Christian theologian and scholar from England. I was part of the birthing of that project as it took form and had satellite events all across the world. And it was wonderful to actually thank her for the project face-to-face. I was able to take part in a Shinto Buddhism collaboration and cooperation experience in the parliament and meet an 81-year-old Shinto priestess of the sun and be able to talk with her about our shared ways of connecting with winter solstice and the sacred sun. Some other connections that uh, continue to stick in my mind are working with indigenous peoples from Canada. I was at the sacred fire lighting on the very first day of the parliament at dawn and found common cause and mutual connections with some of the Ashinaabe folk that were there from the Toronto area. And later on in the parliament, in a totally different part of the world, I was able to connect with a shaman medicine person from Brazil in the rainforest. And while we did not have a common language, we were able, he had a translator with him, uh, to be able to share about our mutual work in saving the forests on the planet. So those are some of the personal connections that um, were part of my parliament experience. And I will pass this on to my partner, Dennis. So Dennis, what was this parliament like for you? Well, as all parliaments have been for me, it was a real whirlwind of activity. I was busy on campus getting things organized for students while I was away and flew in as it was uh, uh, getting started and rolled into an evening uh, plenary and 
it was nonstop action from that point on. Um, you know, this parliament, as parliaments in the past, is definitely all about uh, diversity. I am always um, struck by the wide range of religious attire and um, uh, uh, uh various ethnic religious kinds of differences that one sees. Uh, the energy is always very palpable, um, you know, very warm and, and loving kind of, of energy. It's always amazing to kind of watch people, especially people new to Parliament, get caught in that uh, that buzz of of energy and the rich diversity uh, that exists. I was um, there and participated primarily in the climate action track of programming, and some of the workshops that I attended were actually led by scientists rather than religious-type folks, so it was a real interesting mix of of science and and religion and uh i think we'll speak more specifically to programming later uh one of the highlights for me is always the um um the music night at parliament it's always such an interesting collection of music from different cultures and parts of the world. Um, special treat this year was uh, John Anderson from Yes, who came on at the end of Music Night and played a few songs, and that added some energy to it all. I kind of missed the whirling dervishes this time around. I didn't see any whirling dervishes except Selena, who can whirl pretty good. Um <laughs> You know, it's just a, it's just an amazing, rich, culturally diverse type of uh, experience, and um, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit a little bit of the wow goes uh, um, uh, gets muted a bit after attending several uh, parliaments, but still, it's uh, very. Um, energetic, captivating, intriguing, interesting. Um, I could use the adjectives could go on to kind of describe the power and magic of, of Parliament. And I think I'll leave it at that for now and pass the torch along here. So, Denise, uh, what was this Hi. Parliament like for you this year? Well, it was definitely uh, a wonderful event. Um, I agree with Dennis. It was high energy and uh, a lot of um, great uh, programs. I love the sacred music uh, night, which was Sunday. Uh, I really gravitated to that. And uh, this parliament, I spent more more time in classes with um, uh, climate change and living in the city, even though 
Fairfax isn't really considered a city, but um, I did more classes with that. And I got to meet a lot of uh, black Christian uh, ministers, uh, especially female black Christian ministers, which uh, I thought was a, a really cool thing. And a couple of them wanted to know a little bit about Circle or a little bit more about Circle. And um, I I had told them about it. And there was the one woman that was from Oakton, which is not that far from Fairfax. Um, they were like, oh, who said they're from Fairfax, Virginia? And I'm like, I said, I live in Fairfax, Virginia. And uh, she was one of the women dressed in all white, which kind of made me remember the um, – Women in White in Salt Lake City. Um, and what, one of my thrills, uh, besides the circle um, ritual that we did for the planet Earth, is uh, I I ran into um, Pablo Banton. And uh, for people who don't know the last name, uh, he's a cousin of Bantu Banton which is a, a famous reggae singer. So I went all the way to Canada to meet somebody else in, in reggae. And uh, and I had talked to him. I talked to his wife, uh, which is, which is um, she's Muslim, and she also does reggae, reggae music. So it was a really cool thing to, like I said, go out of town and, and meet people in the high echelons of reggae as well because that's that's one of the facets of my life. Um, and some of the other things that I liked, uh, I liked the women's assembly, uh, the one that uh, was uh, Tuesday morning, I believe, and uh, talking to Margaret Atwood of the Handmaiden's Tale Um and even though we weren't supposed to take pictures of her, but it was still cool to be uh, in the audience uh, as she was talking. Thank, thank you, Janice. Uh, let's move on to thank River. You. Hey, this is uh, this is River Higginbotham, and uh, I this Parliament of the World's Religions uh, for me. Uh, is just is just fa- was just fabulous, uh, and uh, I was thinking about all the different ways that uh, I responded to it, and uh, the I have a, the list the listing here is like it was exhilarating, it was informing, it was inspiring, it was stimulating, uh, it was challenging, it was exhausting. Uh, and and I think most of all it was connecting, and for me connection is a is a really huge value. And uh, the, I've been to Parliament a couple of times before uh, in the Melbourne, Australia time in uh, in '09 and and out in Salt Lake City in '15. And the 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 intensity of connection across such diverse groups of people uh, who are you know from different cultures, different countries, different religions. And and it was really inspiring to 
to know that everyone had come from from wherever they originated on their trip to come together uh, to learn from each other, to listen to each other, to share their stories, to share their uh, their paths, to share their passions about uh, representing themselves in the world, uh, and their passions about trying to make the world a better place. Uh, to share their passions about the the concerns that they have about important rights, uh, the the environment, clean water, justice, peace, uh, women, uh, women's issues. You know, all of these things were uh, you know, religious freedoms. Uh, all of these things are were talked about and presented and ritualized uh, all throughout the parliament. And I found I found uh, just the, the depth of all of that stimulation really exciting and, and fun. And then then there was things that I found that were just out and out fun. Uh, the uh, sacred music concert, a couple of people have mentioned, that was wonderful. Um, I got to sing on a number of occasions at Parliament, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was one time when uh, we were I was headed off to a, a to a workshop or something, uh, uh, Jasmine and I were there together, and she, she can, she might reflect on this. But we were, we were going down the escalator. We were on a path, and then we heard people singing to our left, and we just curled around to the left and, and joined uh, uh, hands with people singing, uh, "We are singing a new world into existence." And mm-hmm. I think that, I think that the all of the. Everybody at Parliament, whether they were singing with their voice as a song or whether they were singing just with their presence, uh, it was as if we were trying to birth a new world into existence on on many, many fronts all at the same time. Um, for me, part of the, the highlight was uh, going to something called the Cosmic Mass, which is a, a essentially a pagan ritual uh, linked to a, a a Christian Catholic uh, structure a little bit. Uh, this was these cat, uh, the cosmic mass is something uh, originated by uh, a man named uh, Matthew Fox, who was a priest and is now an Episcopal priest. And uh, he was someone someone that had, was influential to me years ago, writing about paganism. Uh, Matthew Fox uh, was was an influential uh, author. And, and teacher, and he, uh, Original Blessing is an important book that he wrote. So I got to meet him, uh, experience the Mass, and meet him in person, and I gave him a copy of one of our books as a, as a thank you for participate, uh, for just being uh, the, the light in the world that, uh, that, he, that he is and was. Uh, a, Buish, a beautiful Jewish uh, goddess ritual was just awesome. Uh, the Earth Healing Ritual we uh, created as a circle community was awesome and, and fun. Um, I guess I'll, I'll conclude this, these remarks by saying that the challenging things that I found were that to, to have so many, uh, so much conversation about the problems the world is facing and the, the real issues about values and the ways that the world needs to change in order for us our ourselves and our cultures and our environment to survive, there are a lot of challenges. And uh, I, I know that we just have to keep working together more and more. And, and the, pagan, the pagan thread of, of this tapestry is an important one 
to keep working together more and more uh, to try to solve the problems that the world is facing. So I'll, I'll leave it at that for right now. Thank you. Uh, let's move on to Jasmine. What was Parliament like for you this year? Um, well, this was my first time to go to Parliament, and I think that um, personally, uh, you know, my heart was feeling pretty weary when I got there, and it felt sort of crusted over and tough, you know, uh, like it was very hard for me to be touched by the world. And I was really struck in the opening session. I looked around, and there were so many people, and there was such, there was such a sea of different faiths and different ages and different ways of being, and it was just immense. And the enormity of that moment just sort of cracked my heart open, like right at the very beginning. And I thought, all of these people of goodwill, right, they, they're all here uh, driven by whatever their faith is to be with others and to come together. And that really, um, and that's where it started from. <laughs> and that was, that's where we moved from all week. And I, it, it's hard to describe that feeling, but it gave me such tremendous hope uh, and such uh, resilience. It brought me back to the, a notion of resilience as we moved through the week. Um, there were lots of opportunities for my intellect to be um, fed, but one of the things that um, Matthew Fox talked about, um, and I will come back to him, is that um, facts don't change people. Uh, ritual does. The things that happen uh, in that kind of space. So for me, I, I gravitated towards some of those experiences and um, the opportunity to have both intellectual and experiential experiences was really powerful. Um, I was particularly touched uh, by all the work with the divine feminine. Uh, Elisa Starkweather, who started the Red Tent Movement, was there. Um, she led chants. She was part of the Women's Assembly. Um, but one day, as I was walking through the convention center, I heard singing. And um, it was a group of young people. It was the, the young person's assembly. So the, the youngest of the group had asked her to come and do something. And she had pulled them together and gotten them to sing and to move through the convention center with this giant uh, parachute with all these different colored scarves. And so they stopped in the middle of a hallway and they were singing and they were lifting their spirits and lifting their hearts and other people were just sort of jumping in. And it was this really beautiful moment of everybody really clicking into an energy, uh, to a feel. And it didn't matter exactly what form your divinity took. We were all there together in that moment. And particularly with the young people, because I think that that's so very important. So it was those sorts of experiences that really spoke to me. And I, I want to touch on the cosmic mass too, because for me to see a room of literally maybe 350 people, there were a lot of people in that room. And I looked around and I thought, because it is an embodied experience, it is very much about moving and singing. I thought there's, there's no way that this is going to happen. And, um, there was a spiral dance. There were things that sort of moved us into an experience, but one of the most important things that happened there, and it also happened in the um, Hebrew priestesses ritual, is that we moved into our grief as community and as individuals. So we moved through some spaces and were asked to allow ourselves to be present with our own 
grief and suffering, and then to be present with it as a community. And then to move through that into joy. Um, And that also happened with the Hebrew priestesses and, of course, the Jewish community just so very recently uh, wounded so deeply. Um, I found those kinds of things where not only were we holding up our dreams and our hopes and our aspirations, but walking through the very real, uh, the reality of what life is right now and being able to ritualize that and being able to come together, uh, that was powerful. And I really feel like that work at a heart level is so very important uh, along with all the other pieces. So that was what I will really take away from it, that and the conversations that happened in the in-between. Um, I feel like it changed my heart, and I hope it made some shifts in the heart of the world. So that's me. Great, great. Uh, Sandy Poo, how was Parliament for you this year? This is this is my second Parliament, and I am hooked. I will go as often as I'm able to. The experience is joyful, it's practical, and it's very wide-sweeping. Uh, the connection that people spoke of, yes, absolutely. I, I'm thinking in terms of specifics right now. I met a lot of unity ministers. I participated in a roundtable with six unity ministers, a Buddhist, a Jainist, and another pagan. We had an enthusiastic discussion concerning healing from violence, and Karen Dales, a very beautiful Canadian pagan colleague, and I represented our viewpoint very clearly and lovingly. Uh, I met this darling young Muslim woman from North Carolina who dove in front of me to give me a copy of the Quran, and she was really enjoying her first parliament and that feeling of love that everyone gets. And she asked about my tradition and what advice I had for her as a first-timer. And we really connected, and big hugs. Upon parting, I joined in on the pagan flash mob uh, where we did a spiral dance and we sang the goddess chant, the Isis Astarte chant. And we continued doing that up and down about six different escalators and across this huge bridge that took us to the other side of the building. And that whole thing, with probably a couple hundred people attached to it, led into Selena's healing earth ritual, which was great. Uh, I loved being able to learn new things from lots of other people, but also support my circle colleagues and other pagans. I went to several workshops where Selena was on the panel, and I took pictures. And after we sang at the Bardic event, which was really fun, I watched for a while, and then I left so I could go support Jake and Nate in their workshop and take pictures for them to share on social media. And... Uh, after our Healing Earth ritual, we met this charming Indian woman whose name means light. And we kept fi- finding her in the next couple of days, and she kept telling us how much she loved the ritual. Met a retired uh, political science professor from Buffalo, New York. He was there as a skeptic, but he loved being overwhelmed by the love that is Parliament. And there's more I want to say, but I'll wait till my next turn. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Well, I'll step in. Uh, Messina is not able to be on the call tonight, and Jake is not able to be on the call tonight. But I can say that they were both so moved that they stepped out of the Parliament schedule and went and got a tattoo 
that was a representation of Parliament. It looks like a um, uh, a flower petal, uh, a, a flower with rainbow-colored petals around it. They went out and actually got a tattoo of the symbol, and uh, and I'll read symbolized. Uh, it struck them so much, and uh, they like me just uh, are, were in love with Parliament from from the um, power and the, the panoply of uh, so many religions. Uh, and so this was part of the declaration toward a global ethic the, at the Parliament's World of Religions, uh, stemming back from Chicago in 1993. And the symbol uh, has this quote that goes with it. In the face of all inhumanity, our religious and ethical convictions demand that every human being must be treated humanely. This means that every human being, without distinction of age, sex, race, skin color, physical or mental ability, language, religion, political view, or national or social origin, possesses an inalienable and untouchable dignity. And everyone, the individual as well as the state, is therefore obliged to honor this dignity and to protect it. And this symbol uh, is, was something that they wanted to carry with them from the parliament. So, uh, and I know they have more to say, but I wanted to at least uh, represent them uh, as their part of the delegation. As for me and my experience of parliament, um, I love big conventions. It's no secret that I'm an extrovert and I get energized by being around people. But being around 8,000 people that were committed to uh, interreligious goals was amazing. Uh, the words that come for me about Parliament was just uh, this phrase, the counterbalance of solidarity and struggle. Uh, throughout the whole week, you would go from one session that was all about solidarity and love and sharing with each other, and then interspersed, you heard speeches about deplorable struggle and the harshness of the world. And then it would go back to this theme of spirituality and solidarity. And then you would hear more about struggle. Uh, one of the sessions um, talking about, uh, and this is in the women's assembly, of the audience, the thousands of people that were there, they asked uh, three sets of questions. And they asked first for women who had been uh, survivors of uh, sexual harassment and abuse to stand up and they stood up and were recognized for their experiences. And then they asked for those that stood with them or had stood with any woman who had been through sexual harassment or abuse to stand up. And then another large portion of the audience stood up. And then finally uh, asking for those who committed themselves to be allies to women and to ending uh, this cycle of harassment and abuse. And that brought the rest of the audience to their feet. And uh, time and time again, Parliament uh, took on large issues of struggle, made them very real and very palpable. Uh, this year, uh, especially for me, it was amazing to see some of my dearest friends, uh, a gay Muslim imam, uh, representing on a panel 
and knowing that this was the first year that there was an organized and uh, fully supported uh, LGBTQ hospitality room. And the power and presence of that room and the planning that went into it was amazing. And I was able to uh, be a part of the group that closed out the session, and I represented pagans uh, in that uh, closing devotional. I know that River, uh, Jake, Messina, Nate were at the opening of that space, and I was there at the closing. So for me, Parliament just went from experience to experience. I believe now, Selena, um, now that we've all had a chance to share, you wanted to uh, give a, a bit of an introduction for us to talk about our shared experience with the ritual for the Circle for Planet Earth? Yes, and um, the Circle Sanctuary delegates all joined in this ceremony, and I also want to weave into our talk about that as well as the Parliament as a whole, uh, the contributions of Casey Pope, who was our social media transmitter of our photographs and uh, short reports through various social media platforms, and another uh, person connected with Circle Sanctuary, Nicholas C., was helping uh, Casey and getting those photos and reports out to an even wider audience. And I want to thank all the people that followed us on social media. And one of the things that went far and wide was our Circle Sanctuary ceremony, the Circle for Planet Earth that um, I did the basic framework for it, but it was very much an interactive and a contributory um, experience had its origins with other earth healing ceremonies that I've done over the years, going back even as far as 1970 Earth Day. At the previous Parliament of the World's Religions, it was a ritual that was part of our schedule there, and some of the same people who were part of the Circle for Planet Earth back at Salt Lake City Parliament in 2015 were also part of this one. We joined together in the Pagan Space Room. We not only had pagans present, but people from many different walks of life and spiritual traditions and philosophies. What I thought we'd do now in this next part of our first hour is for each of us to uh, share a bit about one's experience. Each of us contributed something to that ceremony. Each of us had experiences of that ceremony. And I'll begin by saying I'm very thankful for the success of the ceremony in terms of converging diversity and celebrating ways that we can cooperate, find common ground, and to pray together, to work magic together, to do ritual together for the planet as a whole. 
I brought a globe, inflatable globe, that I used at the earlier version of this ritual at the 2015 Parliament, and that served as a focal point to help us envision the planet as a whole, as each of us contributed meditation, readings, song, prayer. So, Dennis, you um, were one of the people that contributed to this Circle for Planet Earth. Uh, share some impressions. I led a guided meditation early in the ritual to help people connect with the earth beneath them and with nature around them. Um, it was, uh, Toronto is a very interesting city in that uh, you can get around in underground tunnels and above ground walkways and never go outside. So we're in this massive convention center complex. So to actually uh, be able to connect with uh, non-human constructed nature was a challenge, but we 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 did our best and had a great ritual, and I appreciated the wide range of chants and readings and songs and that people uh, contributed. And Denise, share a bit about how this ceremony was for you and what you contributed. Well, I met the woman Light, too, whose name is translated to Light. She was very um, delightful and very uh, inspiring to me. Uh, what I contributed was the African uh, earth opening to Anamar, and um, I had borrowed the drum from John Huliak, who I met on Facebook, and he's like, yeah, I'll bring my drum, and he gave me his drum, and I drummed uh, and translated the um, the chorus from African to English. And um, I had a lot of people come up to me after uh, I had did it, and and like said that uh, they were either interested in Anamar or they had some kind of background with the African diaspora, and that was very uh, pleasing to me uh, to have um, at least six or seven people come up to me and and talk about the either the Loas or the Arishas um, because of what I had done for the circle of the planet Earth. Wonderful. And River, uh, share some of your recollections and contributions to the circle. You bet. Uh, it the uh, I kind of I, I kind of took on uh, uh, the role of uh, kind of the warm up act in that uh, uh, <laughs> often uh, for rituals uh, singing a little bit or getting getting the the, the folks uh, welcomed in is very important. So uh, I sang and Jasmine helped me sing a, a song called "Welcome Sacred Ones." We've been waiting for you. We're so glad to see you. And uh, we sang that uh, and kind of got everybody spun up at the beginning, and uh, it felt 
felt really good and, and uh, connecting in that in that space with to sing that together. And then uh, toward the end, uh, there was uh, I also had the opportunity to help lead the, uh, uh, the a closing song that essentially uh, we wa- we were wanting uh, uh, to emphasize for everyone how how we bring how we're bringing the light uh, of ourselves out into the world. And so we we sang. Uh, you know, you're the light in my eyes. Uh, we sang that to each other as we, uh, as we were getting ready to to conclude and and uh, honor honor the the bright light that each one of us uh, has the opportunity to share with the world. So those those two parts, I was I was really pleased to help contribute to this. Yeah, and Jasmine, you were helping with that. Share some of your impressions of um, helping to facilitate. The singing and the energy raising in this interreligious ceremony that Circle Sanctuary put on. Sure. It was um, one of the chants that we offered was uh, a prayer, which was, Oh, Mother, we are calling your children. We send healing. Power, power. Our love is our power. So being able to... um, Stir that up in the room was really powerful, and to see all these different people in the room was sort of packed. And I have to admit, I had my concerns because it's a conference center room and there's overhead lights, and I feel like all the different pieces really gave everybody a way in. Um, so sometimes it was the chanting, sometimes it was something written that someone shared, and I, I think that part of the feedback that I heard afterwards was that um, people felt really included. They felt empowered to be a part of it. So I think part of the magic of it was just seeing as the opportunity was offered for others to contribute, how that really brought the energy of the room together. So um, always the chanting, but it was really beautiful also seeing how that worked and how it pretty much overcame being in an environment that I wouldn't have expected to be quite as magical. Uh, and Sandy Fu, you were um, contributing to the ceremony as well. What was that like? It was wonderful because I had just participated in the spiral dance Um there was a call for a pagan flash mob, and I showed up in time for it and said, how long are we going to be doing this? I need to go be in the healing earth ritual. And they laughed and said, well, where do you think we're going? And I was so delighted. Then we started singing the chant, and really, we went up and down probably at least six escalators and all the way across the bridge, which was, oh, longer than a city block and we didn't lose track of each other everybody stayed together and we all had a lovely time and then the energy was built up that then just kind of still even though some people dispersed almost everyone then naturally flowed in to the ritual space and what Jasmine and just said and River before her talked about the energy building and how everyone contributed they did, and everyone felt welcome to do so. It was wonderful to do ritual with people we had just met, 
you know, some of our Canadian friends, some of our U.S. friends that we hadn't met before. We only know them through Facebook. And people from outside of the pagan traditions who came and felt at home participating, uh, that was wonderful. And I, I read a poem by Michael Dangler that was about the connection to our ancestors and to the earth and how we are one and the same and we turn back and forth into each other. And that was nice to then share that with people who came by later and said, that was cool, what was that? And being able to share it and being able to sing and you know take people's hands and sing to them as the, the ritual was beginning to end, it was just beautiful. I was really pleased to be a part of that. Ah, and Eldridge, as we conclude our first um, hour of sharing, what was the circle for planet Earth like for you? Well, for me, I had the opportunity to do double duty. I was uh, at the door and greeting people and helping everybody find uh, ways into the room. And I want to echo what everyone has been saying, that that ritual and the structure that you brought to it, Selena, allowed so many different voices uh, in such a short period of time that everyone there, pagan and non-pagan, could focus on their love for the earth. And I led a song uh, that, uh, that I had learned in, in my travels called I love the earth and I lift my voice to worship her. Oh, my soul rejoice. Take joy Gaia in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear and hearing everybody's uh, prayers and voices joining together really did reverberate with healing energy. So uh, that ritual is uh, very special to me that, that moment of parliament. Thank you. Well, and I'm very appreciative of not only um, how well we all work together, but that there were people who took part that were also willing to contribute a prayer or a blessing. It's always unpredictable when you open up the floor to the great (laughs) unknown of who might be present, but those that volunteered to also share, it just all flowed in wonderfully. And as we conclude this hour and move into our second hour, our Circle Talk hour, one of the things that was powerful about this parliament was the connections that pagans from different countries from different traditions, from different organizations, contributed to this parliament. There have been a multifaceted pagan presence since the centennial parliament in 1993. This year's parliament had even more pagan diversity than any other one to date. So some of the things that we'll share about um, in the first part of the second hour um, has to do with pagan connections across traditions 
how paganism not only collaborated and connected within the pagan world that was within the parliament, but also how pagans are now a very important part and a visible part of the religious diversity in the Parliament of the World's Religions. I want to give thanks to Catherine Starr and the other Canadian pagans who worked, um, volunteered, collaborated, and manifested multiple places and spaces for pagans to connect with each other and to connect with the larger interfaith community. And one of the things that um, was central to that was the meet and greet space on the 600th level of the parliament. Another thing was there was for the first time a multifaceted pagan performing art show uh, called Bardic Night, even though it was held at midday on Tuesday. And a number of us um, who are on this um, podcast were part of sharing music um, in that way to the parliament. And there were storytellers and musicians from a variety of different traditions there. And being able to take turns staffing the various pagan booths on the 200 level and the 600 level and to be present at the pagan ritual space was another way to not only connect with other pagans, but to be faces of pagan diversity for the larger community of people of many faiths. I'd like to open this up to um, others in the Circle Sanctuary delegation to share some thoughts about connections and the impact of pagans at this Parliament of World Religion. So Eldridge, why don't you share some of your perspectives? I really enjoyed the welcome that was given to pagans at the at Parliament. Uh, we came together in that same uh, meeting room, pagan space uh, meeting room, and hearing the origins of pagan leadership and seeing that those leaders uh, were still involved at various levels, having uh, Andres uh, be on uh, on the board of trustees and knowing the work that he's done over the years and Selena, the work that you've done and uh, hearing from Angie and from uh, Phyllis, uh, Phyllis Karat and so many people just realizing how much work has been done to lay the groundwork for us new people to come for our first time. Uh, that was amazing. And to see the the numerous uh, types of pagans that were there from from different uh, sectors of our community, uh, pagans and druids and shamans, uh, Wiccans, the uh, the the Deech, uh, the 
Pennsylvania uh, Brujeria, uh, the witches, the uh, heathens, uh, just so many uh, different communities. And uh, people from indigenous communities uh, representing their paths. Uh, It was all just touching. It was just you couldn't take it all in. Uh, And you only could uh, have a conversation with people and know that there was so much more to learn. And that was exciting, knowing how much uh, we could connect. I believe it was uh, 40 people from uh, the Canadian delegation. Uh, Earth Spirit had uh, over 30 people. The Corellians had 24. uh, Covenant of the Goddess, the Aquarian Tabernacle, uh, Circle Sanctuary, Cups. There were just so many different groups there. I it, I was amazed. Yeah, there was more than um, 15 different organizations um, represented. And I'd like to bring into this part of the sharing um, Sandy Fu. And what are some of your impressions of the pagan intrafaith connections? that were there. You helped volunteer at some of the booths. It was really wonderful to meet all of our colleagues from other places. Canadian pagans are the best at hospitality. They, very, they wowed us with um, all their wonderful treatment of us. I went to the Earth Spirits production of Deborah Light's Medusa Speaks to Men one evening. And it was amazing, and so it was wonderful to connect with them on an artistic level um, and and then having fun and good conversations about history and different traditions with uh, Canadian colleagues. Uh, Going to the Lodge of All Nations was amazing. Uh, Meeting up with uh, pagans from the U.S. that I haven't seen since the last parliament was really powerful, and I felt like I wanted to be there to support circle people and other people and try to learn a lot about other uh, traditions as well. I really enjoyed presenting my tradition to people and representing Circle Sanctuary. I was very proud to do so, and I loved starting conversations with people and then saying, oh, I'm a pagan. I'm from Circle Sanctuary, and it's, it's fascinating how fascinating how the experience varies from person to person. I came away after dealing with all these other traditions, uh, reinforcing my existing practices on inclusion in my home circle. And I'm, I'm reinvigorating my plans for a local interfaith task force and being a leader in interfaith work here in, in Joliet that's going to include common concerns about climate change. So I'm I'm able to pull together all the things I care about the most and my fi- the fire in my belly from Parliament and bringing it right home here with all of my pagan colleagues spread out across the world speaking in my head at the same time. It's really a wonderful thing. Uh, and Dr. Dennis, uh, share some of your impressions of uh, connections and within the pagan realm and beyond at the parliament. Well, I actually 
um, missed a number of the specific pagan-related events because of conflicts in the schedule, but there were so many pagans there that you always, I always seemed to be running into people. So it was the spontaneous encounters in the long hallways and escalator rides that were uh, uh, particularly interesting. And many pagans had their, had uh, full garb on. So they, they stood out and were recognizable and were very outgoing, warm, and friendly. And I'm confident that uh, as a group, uh, we made a favorable impression on the rest of the world. And I invite Janice to share some impressions about connections within paganism and paganism with the larger interfaith world. Sure. Um, I was very impressed uh, with the the Canadian pagans as well. I did um, a couple hours for Catherine Starr um, at the 600 level um, pagan site where, you know, people had came up to uh, talk about paganism and they wanted to um, know where I was at in paganism. And I had told them that, you know, mine is more uh, African slash Egyptian. And um, they were really fascinated about how I can blend the two together and, you know, not blow up off of it, so to speak. And uh, I had also ran into a couple ladies that are in the Haitian Vudan that I had met uh, back in Salt Lake City in 2015. Um, uh, Marie was Marie Mason was the one that I saw the most of, and uh, we talked after the the first Women's uh, Congress, and I also met the. Um, the woman of uh, Wango, Wanga Efoji, his wife, who does Ifa, she's a Ifa priestess, and she happens to be white. And we ha- we shared a conversation, and also I had talked to their son, who was I think about nine or ten years old, and was talking like a full-fledged adult, actually. So I was um, really amazed about him as well, as, as well as hanging out with uh, Scar- Scarlet Jewelry and John um, Husak and um, meeting some people that I, I had met on Facebook, like Andrea Joy, uh, and actually getting to meet her and find out that she's a really cool uh, person and very knowledgeable uh, she asked the most questions about um, the Africa diaspora to me. And I also had a couple of Caribbeans that come up to me and are like, oh, you're Lady Amber Dawn. Like, we heard so much about you. And I'm like, uh, is that good or bad? I said, oh, no, it's all good. So, um, But I was very, very impressed with um, with the pagan correlation um, it seemed to be a lot more pagans this time um, at this parliament 
than it was at Salt Lake. Yeah, and I invite Jasmine to share some impressions of what it was like to be part of this much larger pagan presence at the Parliament, what that was like. Well, I think, um, you know, for me, I really, and I don't remember, it might have been Andres Arthen, I cannot remember if, if that was who encouraged us, but was to step outside the pagan realm. So it was wonderful being part of this very vibrant community, and I will echo what everyone else has said, that the Canadian contingent really were wonderful hosts. Um, so I I loved knowing that I sort of had my home-based community, but I was particularly touched by the connections where I really learned about things that I didn't know much about. I really didn't know much about the sex faith, and I really loved um, Langar, and I loved learning a little bit more there. I loved... Um, I made a lot of connections with folks who were on the more mystical end of Judaism. And I don't think I really got the depth there until I had some of those conversations and found that there were some things there that um, really spoke to me. So for me, it was this really wonderful being part of this large, pulsing, vibrant group of pagans, but also really leaving that realm, which I'm so blessed to have in my life all the time, and learning about, you know, I I didn't know much about uh, Jainism. Um, and during Langar one day, that's who we ended up sitting with. And I learned a little bit more about that. And, you know, it, it was fascinating and it was um, connecting. And it was also, for me, again, it's in those personal connections. Because once I can start to see the face of how something moves or works, um, whether it be a faith or an idea or something else, once I have that experience, that changes it irrevocably for me in a really positive way. So um, that was that was what it was like for me this time. This and I wonderful. absolutely will go back. I'm hooked. Wonderful. And River, um, you've been to several parliaments and have not only been part of the Circle Sanctuary delegation, but have been able to see paganism and the pagan presence grow and diversify across parliaments. What was this like for you? Well, the uh, uh, this parliament was, uh, like the others, very stimulating, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, it, I, there were some people that, uh, you know, I, re, I connected with now, you know, three parliaments in a row. Uh, some of the, some of the, uh, the, the, the leader folk in the uh, Corellian tradition, uh, Ed the Pagan uh, and uh, Don Lewis, Reverend Don Lewis, uh, among them, uh, you know, we we spent quite a bit of time together uh, in Melbourne, uh, and uh, they you know they did press stuff and interviewed people then, and they they did the same this time, uh, and uh, particularly uh, hanging out with them at uh, Pagans in the Pub, which was organized for like I think Monday night. Uh, that was that was just a, a really a really good time to. Uh, by then, every this this was a group of about you know thirty or forty people uh, crowded into a, a little pub not too far from the convention center, and and we were all kind of high as a kite about uh, the connections and the experiences we had all had to that point, and uh, really got a, a chance to visit and, and uh, connect at a deeper level. 
uh, Amanda and Cole and some other uh, interesting characters there. Uh, and and uh, I think that that you know having a conversation with people either you know, in an organized thing or just one on one that that's been one of the the most exciting and stimulating parts of, of Parliament uh, going back each of the the, uh, the three that I've attended. Uh, you know the the conversations over over lunch or dinner, conversations at Langar, uh, uh, really uh, really uh, being able to go into some depth with with people that uh, that you only knew a little bit. I remember uh, the, the phenomena in Melbourne uh, that there were there were a lot of U.S. Uh, notable people in the pagan community whose names I had heard but I'd never met, but we had to go to Melbourne, Australia to meet person. Uh, that kind of was repeated here in uh, in Toronto uh, that, uh, you know, I, I ran into people that uh, I hadn't seen uh, in many years, like people from Florida and people from uh, Texas and, and the far uh, west coast of the U.S. Uh, and then... Uh, then there, there were a lot of people that came to that panel on uh, Wicca as a world religion. You, I know you may speak of it uh, further in a little bit, Selena, but it was it was really interesting to to have had a conversation about Wicca prior to Parliament in uh, in a, uh, a an online set of forums, and then to to come and talk about uh, Wicca specifically as one of the formal uh, parts of the of Parliament this time. And that that event attracted a lot of pagans, uh, so that that was a real that was a new, another uh, kind of miniature melting pot early in early at Parliament for uh, for me. Uh, another thing I'll mention is that uh, the the faith booth, which was uh, in in the part of uh, part of the convention hall we call Level Two Hundred. Uh, there, uh, there were booths in a in a room that uh, for different faiths, and I had a really nice time uh, sitting there talking with a couple of Canadian uh, leaders, uh, t- a woman named Terry and uh, another one named Carrie or Kelly, I think. And uh, you know, not only did we uh, connect and talk about uh, community building and community dynamics and how you how you can organize and how you can. Uh, uh, Grow a community, or in the problems you face, and it it uh, it certainly was a, a sense of camaraderie, and that we've we've been facing we face similar human dynamics and in, in organizing pagans, uh, and to succeed with that, I think it just takes perseverance, good humor, uh, willingness to listen, willingness to set your your ego down, you know, down a couple notches down toward low so that uh you know by doing that connection is even more possible uh and always with a really good uh sense of humor about things um and then one thing and sandy had mentioned the uh earth spirit community which always brings a large group of, of uh folks to parliament and i i really appreciate andres arthen deidre arthen and, and the rest of their family and the rest of their community who show up so strong at the parliament uh, that their performance that of the Medusa poetry uh, was really outstanding. Uh, speaking speaking uh, a perspective of, usually of uh, 
of uh, of young men being in in difficult, uh, really uh, moving moving poetry about uh, life, and particularly from that perspective. So it was uh, beautifully done and a great a great uh, pagan addition to all of uh, what Parliament was this time. There you go. Yeah, and I'll conclude our kind of reflections on the pagans within the larger interreligious community that was part of the parliament with a tradition that started emerging at the very first centennial parliament in 93. There's been a a pagan get-together. It typically in the past was held actually before the parliament officially started. This time um, it happened once the parliament was underway. There was a um, a pagan welcome to the parliament, and it was followed by a ceremony. And it, it was fabulous to see so many pagans all gathered together in that room. To it was standing room only. Essentially, we kind of sprawled into the hall and. And it was one of those convergences of the diversity of pagans present. I don't think there's an exact count yet for all the pagans that took part in this year's parliament, but I know it was well over 100 um, just based on the number of people that were in that room and beyond. Well, in this last part of our our time together, I'm going to invite Eldridge to guide us in uh, doing some reflections on the big themes of um, the Parliament. And there were plenaries, there were assemblies, there were keynotes, uh, there was just a wide range of convergences, both large and smaller and individual sessions. Um, The theme of the Parliament, the promise of inclusion, the power of love, and that pretty much was an underpinning throughout the whole Parliament. So so Eldridge, give us kind of an overview. There were a lot of Mm -hmm. different themes and Mm -hmm. um, connections that the Parliament as a whole was converging on. <laughs> I'll be glad to do that. Um, and so for those of us uh, on the call here, uh, I'm going to go through the list of the themes that happened, and then I'll go back uh, up to the top of the list. And if you had a connection to one of the themes or a special moment, uh, please, uh, I'll invite you to come back in. Uh, as Selena spoke about, the the overarching theme of Parliament this year was the promise of inclusion, the power of love. And the Parliament opened with a, a rousing and stirring indigenous opening ceremony. And at every one of the plenary sessions, there was always a an opening uh set of things that were that were said about the native peoples of the land who were there before us 15,000 years uh, before us even uh, and then moving through the history of the different native peoples 
that had uh, occupied the land for so long before uh, being pushed out. And uh, so note, note the indigenous uh, themes that were carried throughout all of these plenaries and assemblies. Uh, after the opening uh, ceremony was the parliament's uh, official opening ceremony, and then a plenary of understanding, and the plenary of reconciliation, a women's dignity assembly, a climate action assembly, a justice assembly, an assembly on countering war, hate, and violence, then the next generation assembly, and a plenary on change was the closing plenary, the plenary on change. So uh, let's go back up through the themes, and uh, those of you on the call, uh, chime in uh, about your impressions of the indigenous uh, people's programming that was held throughout the conference. Anyone wants to speak to that? This is Selena, and I really appreciated the convergence of leaders and medicine people from different parts of the world, not only from the Amazon, as I mentioned earlier, but in that opening session, um, there were people from many parts of the world, and I recall in the climate um, sessions, there was uh, people from the North Pole area um, addressing concerns about that. I really appreciate the fact that there were drummers and dancers. The whole opening plenary had indigenous people coming down the aisles, dancing and chanting, and in great diversity, even though they were from different tribal groups, nations, and communities, they all came in and got the parliament off on a really good note. I'll open the floor to others. I like. Uh, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Janice. No, you go oh, ahead. okay. Okay. Um, visiting and taking a few classes of the Lodge of Nations. Um, I know that um, Grandmother Formeo. Uh, was back there, and I got to see her because I got to meet her at the Salt Lake Parliament, so it was good seeing her again. And I like the camaraderie of the different nations that um, the different nations that were out. Hold on, I, I have a phone call coming in. Well, and while that's happening, I will say that just as we do at the Pagan Spirit Gathering, kindling a fire at the very beginning of our big summer solstice event and keeping it burning throughout the entire gathering, 
that tradition was also practiced at the indigenous space, which was right out front of the convention center. There is a teepee there, and there is a sacred fire. And having been there with the kindling of the sacred fire in the wee hours of the morning and seeing the various indigenous people um, coming and doing ceremony there throughout the week and keeping that fire going. Also saw the parallels with pagan spirit gathering. We did have some rain during the parliament, and as we do at PSG, it seems like um, parallel reality, there was an easy up put over the sacred fire to keep it burning. So it was really wonderful to see um, some commonalities with keeping sacred fire, having people be in circle, and having the respect for the land, for the ancient ones, and for each other. And to Remember? spin off of uh, what uh, Selena was just saying, the uh, the, the, the indigenous uh, sacred fire uh, just outside the doors of the parliament, uh, they had there. It was set up to where anyone could go and, and pray. There were there was tobacco available. There was cedar. There were some other. Uh, uh, things to to burn and and at any time uh, any of anyone attending the parliament could could uh, stop by the fire uh, you know attune with it uh, and 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 uh, you know put some tobacco into it uh, for for their prayers as as is the custom and I, I thought I thought having that available throughout parliament was very powerful and Denise mentioned the Lodge of Nations with and let me just elaborate that on, on that a little bit. There was a, a large convention space room that was uh, dedicated to indigenous people's programming, and and they construct. It was there. There was constructed a uh, a framework of that kind of looked like uh, a longhouse, but with bent wood uh, uh, shapes to it. So it, it's as if. Whenever the teachers were teaching, they would step inside that, and some people would be sitting uh, in in that space or on the floor. So it was really like like they're teaching in a, in a much more intimate and natural setting. And then there was enough, you know, there were other seats like well outside of that. Uh, and they and the audiovisual stuff that that was done there was really quite well. So just the example of this case, you've got somebody teaching inside this kind of building. And then you've got video uh, monitors just outside it, so that and microphones, so you can hear well. Even though it's a huge room, it's it it really conveyed kind of at the same time uh, the intimacy of teaching. Uh, you know, just a you know, a, a grandfather or grandmother to to an individual, and yet you were experiencing it in a very very large room with a lot of people. So some of the other themes of the conference were about understanding and about reconciliation. Uh, I wonder if any of you would speak to uh, a moment that you had or a speaker or something that that spoke to you about uh, our need for global understanding and uh, reconciliation among people. This is Selena, and I took part in an interfaith 
7 a.m. worship service. Mm-hmm. There were six faith traditions represented, indigenous, Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, Jewish, and Christian. And there was a strong foundation of common ground looking for peace finding ways to reconcile and to have peace. Each of the religious leaders did a prayer and worked with a symbol from their own tradition, and there was a facilitator who does interfaith work that helped um, guide the ceremonial experience. There was music and that we were able to sing songs in the different traditions. The Jewish representative, a rabbi, began her contribution saying before she could do her peace um, focus that she did have to acknowledge what had happened with the massacre of 11 Jewish people as they were at services in Pittsburgh. And the kind of outpouring that happened not only at that moment, outpouring of love and understanding and support was really powerful. Um, She went on to do her peace prayer and song after the entire service concluded, I was one of a number of the religious leaders and practitioners who were present that went up to the various people who were part of the program and gave thanks. And I specifically went up to her to let her know of the work that Circle Sanctuary and others had been doing in support um, in the aftermath of that tragedy. She was very touched by how welcomed and understood and supported she felt personally as well as Judaism as a whole. Some of the most powerful things that happen at the Parliament happen in some of these smaller sessions where there may only be 30 or 40 people present. Um, There's a kind of connection and a convergence um, that happens at that level that really is transformative. The large sessions as well um, were very powerful with a variety of different speakers. So I'm very thankful for the interreligious convergence and Um, the work for people to find ways to make amends, to heal when there's been problems, to give support to each other. And I felt that not only in the sessions, but in the overall culture of community that we all created together. I found that people recognize that throughout world history, 
all communities at one time or another have experienced hurt and harm and we're ready to embrace that in the moment for whomever was experiencing it. Uh, There was a movement at Parliament for people to uh, demonstrate love by speaking of the movement of people who, uh, when a mosque is attacked or a synagogue is attacked, that people from faith communities will uh, stand around those houses of worship and provide a a ring of protection. And uh, that was just one example of real live reconciliation work, aside from uh, just the conversations where people could say, uh, I was there and this happened, and people could respond in very real ways. So reconciliation was a a major uh, theme uh, of the conferences. Uh, Some of the other assemblies, I'll repeat them, uh, the Women's Dignity Assembly, the Climate Action Assembly, uh, the Justice Assembly, uh, Countering War, Hate, and Violence Assembly, and the Next Generation Assembly, the the Assembly of of Changemakers. Do any of these things uh, speak to you as you look over your, your notes or your memories from Parliament? Uh, yes, this River. is Dennis. Oh, go ahead, Dennis, please. No, you can go ahead, River. Okay, I'll I'll go quick. The uh, during the women's assembly, there was uh, some beautiful uh, dancing, and then uh, several several uh, chants were taught. Where uh, I appreciated their their uh, the, the the skill of their chant teaching, but they essentially got the, the entirety of the assembly singing three different parts of a chant about courage and empowerment, and and uh, I, I can't remember it specifically. Maybe Jasmine will chime in in a bit and kind of fill in the details, but it was it's it was really moving to be you know in a, in a, an audience of you know three thousand people, uh, mainly women all singing together uh, with, with a lot of intensity and a lot of love. Yes, this is Dennis, and I was part of the climate action sequence of um, workshops and events and, and the like. And back in October, the Intergovernmental Climate Change Panel produced a report which was the results of an intense peer-reviewed process of the current data on climate change. And they predicted or projected out the outcomes and impacts on the planet if we uh, get to a two degrees Celsius change um, in the latter half of this century. And they compared that to the outcomes if we were to be able to stabilize things at a 1.5 degree Celsius increase. We've already increased one degree Celsius um, since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Even more alarming, they identified 
a time window of about 10 years out to about 2030 to be able to um, potentially um, have any chance at all of reaching 1.5 or 2.0 with many um, concerned that we may already be on a trajectory where that's not possible. So there was definitely a theme of urgency at the parliament about that. Uh, there were speakers from the Union of Concerned Scientists who um, explained some of the data and the uh, implications. It was very re encouraging that they also presented a very well thought out action plan where there are scientists who believe it's possible to make the kind of changes that we need to in the short time period that we have to really make a difference. So there was a message of hope as well. I would say that uh, for a long time I, I've talked about the kind of the the pagan worldview and the idea that everything is interconnected and that theme I heard over and over again from different speakers coming from different religious traditions talking about how we're all connected to the rest of the natural world. We're all in this together. Um, there was a real theme of, of, related to inclusion, that to be inclusive means not only including other humans, but including all other life forms on the planet. I think there was a strong message that religious, religions have a strong role to play in getting out this message about climate change and in helping to motivate people to action to to try to um, uh, minimize the possibility of uh, more calamitous uh, climate change. So I would encourage you all to become more educated about the issue. I recommend the Union for Concern of Concerned Scientists. They have a website of resources that will um, kind of describe this issue and their action plan. Uh, one can look up the Intergovernment uh, Climate Change Panel report on online, and uh, I encourage you all to, to become more active in this regard. So I'd add to the climate action theme of the Parliament, an art installation that many people contributed to. It was present at the uh, 2015 Parliament in Salt Lake City, and Dennis and I both took part in this. It's called the Climate Ribbon Project. It was taken to Paris when the climate agreement was signed, and it was back at the Parliament in 2018. And there were workshops involving the 
Climate Action Ribbon Project. And the project, the art installation, was in a well-traveled space. Um, and people were able to put their prayers and affirmations for a healthier environment in a general way and specific ways to actually write them on ribbons as well as put their name and where they're from and their age and to tie them on the installation. So it was fabulous to see so many people getting involved in this activist art project. And Selena, I wanted to tag on with that. One of the uh, uh, individuals who was responsible for that uh, climate ribbon project uh, is uh, was also part of the uh, Hebrew uh, goddess uh, uh, and Kahonet uh, tradition. So uh, uh, Jasmine and I attended their morning worship uh, in uh, uh, for the Hebrew goddess circle, which is essentially what it was, and uh, the woman named uh, Ray Abila was one of the priestesses there, and she is the project co-creator of, uh, of the Climate Ribbon uh, activity, and so, uh, you know, in a way, in a way, there's a, she's certainly uh, active in her tradition, but it, but there's a really strong goddess component that lives uh, and breathes in, in that little project. Absolutely, and it was so good to get to connect with her again, and she was one of the first people that I saw once I got into the convention center. I got there a couple of days early, and it was wonderful. I was there just as she was setting up the art installation. Well, I see that we're almost at the end of our podcast time, and I would invite each of us that continue to be in conversation here uh, to say your name and some um, concluding remark. What, what do you see that the impact of this parliament um, is? You know, what do you carry from this parliament? Um, you know, how is this going to go forward and make a difference? Mm -hmm. Um, I'll go first and uh, say that I was really heartened by the fact that uh, Parliament is able to address issues and move with the times. And so uh, seeing the LGBT uh, hospitality space and the level of programming for its first time uh, in, a, in a publicly organized way was very heartening. Uh, knowing that there were the first uh, trans women uh, speakers at the Women's Assembly was amazing. The presence of so many uh, gender nonconforming people uh, in, involved with the planning and the presenting uh, just shows the world changing. And uh, still a message of, I was really inspired by Phyllis Karat's uh, plenary uh, presentation about the need for all of these issues to embrace the wisdom of women because world over religions are controlled by men and as governments are controlled by men 
they are not availing themselves of the wisdom of women that could bring power and healing to the world. I'm just grateful to Parliament to watch and see all of these issues uh, uh, churning. And I do want to put a shout out to any of you listening uh, to please uh, consider looking uh, at the Parliament website and looking at the live streamed archive sessions. They are there and available uh, for, uh, for you to get a taste of Parliament. Who would like to be next? This is Jasmine. I'll jump in. Um, for me, I um, feel a real deep commitment now to um, not just running off to Parliament and having this wonderful experience and letting somebody else facilitate it, but now I want to lean in and get a little closer and get involved in my local community and really find ways that I can find the people of faith who are interested in working together because it, it really um, it really moved me to realize and I, and I should have known <laughs> you know uh, what moves through our hearts through our spirits is really what what will change the world and Recognizing that and people from other paths and realizing how much good and how much good work there is to do there. Um, my commitment is to finding out where I am and to really carrying that thread through because uh, I think that when people come from that basis, um, there's a real power there. And the kind of resilience that I think is necessary in these times, and I do think resilience is um is so needed in these times uh, that, uh, and then that is often found in communities of faith. So that's um, how I see it playing for me, that it has really uh, lit a fire in me and helped me reclaim some of my own resilience, but also to reach out into my own community now and get to work. And this is River. I'll, I'll, uh, Take uh, take the next uh, step here. Uh, one of the things I heard taught uh, by uh, Rianne Eisler, who's a, uh, a, a relatively well-known author and, and uh, a woman thinker and, and intellect and, and le women uh, leader of women, is she talked about being persistent, uh, and that I think there's a, that that's kind of re resilience and persistence. Being persistent and being resilient is perhaps even even a, a larger challenge, but nonetheless very important. Uh, and uh, finding uh, finding common ground with with people. Um, uh, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and I met a bunch of uh, women from who are Baha'i of uh, the Baha'i faith, who are part of the interfaith community in St. Louis that I, I had never met. And so, having having now met them, uh, I'm I'm inspired to to go and and you know follow up on those connections and and step into uh, more of the interfaith community here locally for me. Uh, and as as similar to what Jasmine said, uh, I feel I feel like that there's a way and there's an importance to bringing some of these messages from Parliament about the Earth and about. 
uh, about the you know, the fact that you know change begins with us. And uh, one of the things Matthew Fox uh, very very specifically uh, said in some of his remarks that uh, that I attended as a lecturer was that uh, we need we need to move all these all these issues and good ideas and concerns you know out of the realm of the intellect and into the realm of of the body and the the shortcut to do that is ritual and that's one of the reasons why he champions and does the cosmic mass and uh, as Jasmine and I were sitting hearing him talk about that we kind of whispered to each other it's like we've been doing that for 30 years and we know how to do that i guess we have to do some more of that huh Hello? Go right ahead. Uh, Well, I'm back on the phone. Uh, Sorry for... uh, I had a family member call me. Um, Well, I don't know what the question is, but... Oh, the question uh, is... Including remarks... (laughs) Okay. Um, well, I think my take of the Parliament um, was more in, into um, engaging more in in the movement of trying to rectify climate change and. Um, meaning some of the leaders that are from D.C. and Fairfax and Alexandria, um, which I met people from all three uh, and tried to get together with them. Um, Two of them are unity ministers, and um, uh, they did some healing on me, on my knee, which was fantastic. So uh, I would like to talk to them about that alone, but also uh, how to um, bridge different organizations that are in the DMV. And um, Aldrich, you can probably um, get along with this too, or um, because there there was a lot of people um, from the East Coast there. So, and if we could tap into uh, a third of that. Uh, think about what the progress we will make with that. Absolutely. So, Dr. D, what are some uh, final remarks from you? Understanding is that the climate action um, work at the Parliament this year was one of the, if not the largest, Uh, convening of folks to talk about the issue in the world this year. So I'm really hoping that the outcome of that at the Parliament is some momentum and energy in getting the word out to people and helping motivate action to, um, to, to deal with this problem. And I also hope that in a similar vein, that energy it increases to address all of the other issues and challenges of humankind right now 
that were talked about at the Parliament. And for me, Selena, I continue to reflect on the Parliament on a personal level, and it's in my dreams. I'm continuing that processing. And part of my processing is not only reflecting on dreams, but doing some journaling. Um, earlier today, as I uh, resume some focus on what is the impact of the Parliament. Well, the Parliament impacts the individuals who take part. For many of us, it is personally enriching and transforming. And I think those of you who have been listening live and those of you who will listen later, I think you'll get a sense of that from the various voices of the Circle Sanctuary delegation that are represented here, as well as the other ones that are with us in spirit. Uh, clearly, it has had an impact on um, the personal level, and many of us are feeling energized to take this energy of the Parliament not only into our personal lives, but into our activist lives as we connect with others uh, to help um, be part of the solutions here on planet Earth. Another impact of the Parliament has to do with its impact on the organizations that are represented, not only the spiritual communities and religions, but people from secular realms, from the sciences, and yes, the media, and both um, Eldridge and I uh, were the Circle Sanctuary folk that interfaced with the Parliament media as part of it, and Casey assisted as we took some images and information and put them in the world. So how do organizations carry out the work of the Parliament? Well, tonight's podcast is an example of Circle Sanctuary um, not only making a record of some of the perspectives and experiences of some of us in the Circle Sanctuary delegation, but we hope by sharing this information in this podcast that that will help boost the signal of the important work of the Parliament, not just this year, but in the previous 125 years since the Parliament first came into being. Organizations can take and implement ideas and integrate that as part of service work. In addition, the Parliament impacts various religions, and we spent some time tonight talking about how paganism itself has been able to converge and connect and uh, mutually collaborate as part of being part of this much larger interreligious realm. I do think that religions that have representation at the Parliament and other multicultural, international, multilingual, interreligious events, it's a way of forging connections that can lead to better understanding, better communication, and collaboration. And another way that Parliament impacts is the interreligious world, 
Yes, the Parliament of the World's Religions is considered by many to be the oldest, the largest, and the most diverse of the ongoing interreligious conference endeavors. But there are other interreligious um, endeavors happening around the planet on local levels, on regional levels, on national levels, on international levels. And I really see that the Parliament is amplifying and supporting other interreligious work. And, of course, there's the global level. And clearly, those converging from so many places, so many religions, so many walks of life, um, that diversity converging, now the people from the more than 80 nations taking part have now started going back into their home countries, not only carrying the message into the national realms where they are, but that larger global world of which we are a part. I really see that the parliament can help inspire not only those who directly took part this time, but by sharing the stories and the processes and the ideas of this parliament. It can help humankind and that larger world of which we're part on this planet and beyond move to a greater harmony and wellness. So I want to thank everybody for being on our um, show tonight, I want to give thanks to everybody who listened live and those listening later. I want to give thanks to our Circle Radio team, David Ewing, our engineer, Jeanette Ewing, Deborah Rose. I want to give thanks to um, all of us that um, were part of the program and wish you all a wonderful evening, and may the um, positivity of the Parliament Continue on. Many blessings. Many blessings. Blessed be. So for more information about Circle Sanctuary's work with Interfaith Realm, you can find us on the web, www.circlesanctuary.org. Look under our work. We have a whole page about Interfaith including some links to some articles and other materials from previous parliaments and uh, some of our other interreligious work. And you can find some photos on the web, hashtag circle, C-I-R-C-L-E-P-W-R, and you also can find some things pagan, P-W-R, the main parliament Hashtag on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter is 218POWR. And as Eldridge mentioned previously, that if you go to the Parliament of the World's Religions website, you will find links to live streaming and other resources there. Thanks again for. Um, tuning in, and many blessings. I am.
I'm pagan and I'm proud. I am pagan, gonna shout it loud. I am pagan, want the world to know that I follow the goddess cause she rocks my soul. Don't need your to Pagans Tonight. Pagans Unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night, 